This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. On Sunday, we began a lesson entitled The Mystery of the Missing Prayer. Tonight, I'm going to do part two, and I'm going to add to that just a little bit. Are you ready for the word? According to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We don't get to pick and choose. We pray for everyone in Jesus' name. Now, as I was contemplating this lesson, I began to think about How many people often say, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, but yet they never pray. We say it, but we don't do it. And sometimes we're not even aware that we haven't prayed like we said we're going to pray. If you've ever been in a vehicle with me or any of my family members, if we're driving and there's an accident on the side of the road, we're not just going to drive past and gawk and see what happened. We immediately go to praying in the Holy Ghost. We immediately go to praying in the Spirit. Likewise, when a situation comes up that needs prayer, never postpone your prayer. Remember, faith can't be postponed. Faith is always now. If it's not now, then it's not faith. So if faith can't be postponed, why do we try to postpone our prayer? Let us begin to pray right then and there on the spot. Instead of saying, I'm going to be praying for you, stop right then and there and begin Praying. Are you listening to me? The value of persistent prayer is not that God will hear us, but that we will finally hear him. That's a quote from William McGill. The man who is not praying is playing. And those who are not praying are straying. Listen to me, I don't want to be playing and I don't want to be straying, so I better get to praying. That's a quote from Leonard Ravenhill. Here's an unknown quote. It says, pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. Pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. When prayer becomes your habit, listen, miracles become your lifestyle. When prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. No man is greater than his prayer life. Woo, that makes you stop and think, doesn't it? No man is greater than his prayer life. That's uh, Leonard Ravenhill again. But that start, that's, that make you stop and think. When you begin to assess your prayer life, then you begin to assess your greatness. 
You cannot be as great as your prayer life. So your prayer life has to be great so that you can be great. Are you listening to me? I'm still talking about the mystery of the missing prayer. It's not that we don't have the intentions to pray. It's not that we don't have the heart the heart mind or the mindset to pray, the heart motive to pray, it's often that we just go on about our day and we forget. Or when we say I'm praying, that's the prayer. That's not the prayer. That's a statement. It's really a promise. You've promised somebody that you were going to pray for them and you haven't even much prayed. That is not the prayer. You've got to be diligent to pray. Are you listening to me? So my question is, listen right here. Are you praying or are you wishing? Are you praying or are you wishing? We get confused with Walt Disney and Disney World when you wish upon a star and all of this other stuff. Are you praying or are you wishing? Well, my answer, I'm not sure about yours, but my answer is I pray. I don't wish because I have a God, not a genie. Sometimes we try to make God a genie on a lamp. We've seen the movie Aladdin, the genie on a lamp. The genie is a slave, and he's in bondage to the person that has all of these wishes, and, and they command him, and then the genie says, your Master, your wish is my command. We approach God that way. Instead of praying, we begin wishing. And when we begin wishing, we begin begging, barking, and bargaining. We learned about that, begging, barking, and bargaining. Begging is pestering God and nagging God and needling God without the proper grounds to stand on. The proper grounds is, Father God, your word declares you don't have to go and beg. Jesus, please. We beg. Because often we're too lazy to go in the word and see what the promise is. Listen to me. We're not supposed to be praying the problem. We're supposed to be praying the promise. (laughs) Father God, your word declares that with the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Therefore, I set myself in agreement with your will for my body, and I am healed whole and set free from the top of my head to the soles of my feet instead of begging, Lord Jesus, please, please, Lord. I never let my children beg me, but I've seen other people that do, and it's really ugly to me because they'd be like, oh, mama, please, mama, please. No, no, no. They, like, like, like they like to. You've ever seen people do that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's like a game. I don't even play games. My kids don't have to beg me for anything. So often when they were younger, they would be around other kids, and then they would come back. And I was like, I don't know where you got that from, but you better take it back. You don't beg me for anything. Are you listening to me? We don't have to beg God. Come on. We got a holy father that wants to give us the desires of our heart. We don't have to beg him for anything. 
Neither are we supposed to be snapping and barking orders to the Lord. I need my, my husband by December 31st. Who are you barking orders to an all-wise God? Instead of getting his purpose and his plan for your life, you're barking orders at him and you're giving the Lord deadlines. How many of us like people to bark orders at us? Do this and go there and give me this and I need it by this. Hold up, wait a minute. Are you listening to me or bargaining with empty, meaningless promises? Making promises that we know we're not going to keep. Trying to trick God. You can't trick God. He already knows your heart. And that's where a lot of people say, well, the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, but he knows his word. So his word will change your heart. Your heart will not change his word. Come on, oftentimes when people bargain, they're bargaining with God, and they really mean it until their emotions kick in (laughs) or until they get what they want. Are you listening to me? Just because we meant to do it, we we desired to do it, we intended to do it, we wanted to do it, we should have done it, we could have done it, you thought about it and even obsessed over it. You thought about it over and over and over and over and over. It does not make it prayer. I need you to get a revelation. Just because you think about something over and over and over, that doesn't make it prayer. How many other things do you think about over and over and over and obsess about? And you know that's not prayer. So what makes this different? Come on. Prayer is a conversation with God. Ephesians, again, chapter 6, verse 18, in the Amplified Classic Edition, reads this way. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. The easy to read version says, pray in the spirit at all times, pray with all kind of prayer and ask for everything you need. Now that's based upon the promise that he has given us. So based upon the promise, what he told me to have, I can always ask for what he already said that I can have. Do this, to do this, you must always be ready. Never give up. Always pray for all of God's people. Prayer is having a real conversation with the Lord, and prayer will help you to locate where you really are. When we begin to talk about prayer, we begin to locate ourselves, and as much as we like prayer and as much as we believe that prayer changes things, if I took a survey right now and I asked who believes that prayer changes in everything, everybody's hands would go up. But then there's a short circuit somewhere because of all of the services that a church will provide, prayer is the least attended service. Prayer is the least attended service. If we said we had a whole night of worship, we'd have a nice crowd, have Bible study, a nice crowd, we're having a prayer meeting. The crowd begins to diminish. We have to get back to the importance of prayer. I'm still talking about the mystery of the missing prayer. Go back and look at, listen to the podcast or go back and listen to the Facebook Live and, and get the definitions that I threw out on Sunday and it'll help you to understand that we need to be honest and we need to be real and we need to get back to prayer. 
Prayer is the most ignored piece of our full armor. Remember, we're supposed to put on the full armor. It's the most ignored piece of the weaponry. Prayer is the most ignored piece because often we would rather someone else pray for us than us pray for others or us pray for ourselves. Come on, let's locate ourselves. Uh, Francois Fainalon, uh, the Catholic archbishop and theologian said that prayer is the most essential yet the most neglected. It's the most essential piece of our weaponry but it's the most neglected piece of our weaponry. Remember as we learned about the Roman soldiers they had to take certain care and precise care of every part of their armor every single day certain parts of it they would have to drench in water and put oil on it they had to keep all of their stuff together you just can't let your armor lay out over there just any kind of way otherwise your armor piece by piece will begin to erode we've allowed our prayer armor to begin to erode why We have the intention of praying. We believe that prayer works. So why don't we have a lifestyle of prayer? We're supposed to pray in season and out of season. According to scripture, we're supposed to pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? That means to keep your prayer relationship with God on point at all times. A husband and a wife, they live together, they may even work together, they drive to work, they have lunch together, but they're not talking 24-7 to each other. But they have such an intimacy that they're still communicating even when their mouths are not moving. This is how we pray in season. We stay in a spirit of prayer. So when the spirit of the living God begins to minister to us, quicken us to wake up and pray, roll on out of the bed and begin to pray. We're partnering with God to get his will done in the earth as it is in heaven. Come on, are you listening to me? We will fight sleep for hours to watch a movie And then we wait till the last thing we do at the last hour of the night after we've done everything else that we're big enough to do and then talk about Father God in the name of... We've fallen asleep. Instead of making prayer the priority, we just get it when we can get it. But prayer should be sent forth each and every day, at every occasion, at every chance, at every opportunity, at every season, at every possible moment. The problem is we're trying to have such eloquency of speech. How can you impress God with eloquency of speech? We can't. We just have to have a sincerity of heart. And just have a regular conversation that is sincere with our Holy Father, partnering with him to have his will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
Anytime you get a chance, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're doing, seize every opportunity, every possible moment to pray. It's an intense conversation with God, an intimate partnership with God, causing his will to be done in the earthly realm. Joyce Myers said, prayer should be your first response. To every situation. I saw a t-shirt and it says, when all else fails, pray. You going to go through everything else and then pray? Prayer should be your first response in every situation. Prayer is not optional. It has to be a priority. You place the people that you love, you make them a priority. Everybody else gets in where they fit in. But the people, the love of your life, you make them your priority. Why do we wait till we're completely exhausted and our eyes are crossing in the back of our heads before we decide to pray? We got to open our mouth up and immediately have a conversation with God. A couple of months ago, we were having our prayer call and the Spirit of the Lord checked me. He says, don't reach for anything before you reach to me. I had to gulp behind that one because I will wake up and reach for my cell phone. Don't, why are y'all looking at me with that tone of face? Because you reach for yours too. I'm a pastor. I'm on call 24 hours a day. I have my phone in bed with me. So I sleep with my phone and I reach for my phone and I made a commitment to God that I would not reach for anything, whether it's a glass of water or a morsel of food or my cell phone before I reach to God. God has to be our priority. I'll say it again. God has to be our priority. How can we suck his oxygen in and I haven't even had a conversation with him? We've got to have a conversation, an everyday conversation with God. And listen to me, an everyday conversation is not always asking for something. Sometimes you just tell him, God, I love you. I thank you. Father, it's beautiful outside. Thank you that it wasn't as cold as it's been. Just find something. There's something that we can praise God for. Thank you for the activity of my limbs. Thank you for clothing me in my right mind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a warm place to live. Thank you for people that love me. Thank you for a church that I can work. Thank the Lord. Begin to praise and worship him and magnify him before you much ask for anything. Are you listening to me? We all have that family member. We all have that one. Ring. Hello. Hey, so-and-so. You know when you hear their voice, oh, brother, you're calling to ask for something. You never hear from them until they need something. Y'all know y'all got that cousin, uncle, sister, family member. You never hear from them. Your birthday comes and go. Mother's Day, Father's Day comes and go. Christmas, New Year's come and go. But when they need something, you're the first person they call. I don't want to treat God like that because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to not regard me at all. And then every time I talk to you, you're asking for something. Come on. That makes you feel some kind of way. Let's not only talk to God when we're asking and we're begging and barking and bargaining from him. Listen to me, I've got to expedite because I'm over time. Prayer gives direction and power for your everyday life. 
Come on. Maybe you feel like your life is purposeless because you have not been praying. You pray for God's plan, his purpose, and his pursuit to be fulfilled in your life. Are you listening to me? Prayer, again, is a normal conversation with God. And you got to build communication with God that's intimate, not just a casual relationship, a casual acquaintance. I say, it's a nice day outside. But somebody that I'm intimate with, I share the intimacy of my heart. My heart touches God's heart, and God's heart touches mine. A casual acquaintance, I don't, I don't roll like that. Are you listening to me? So we can't just be casual acquaintances with God. We've got to know him in spirit and in truth. Listen to me. Prayer is the first step in knowing God. Getting in his word and in the word of God and praying, that's the first step to get to know him. Oftentimes people don't pray because they don't know how to pray because they don't know him. They know of him, they believe in him, but they've not built an intimate relationship with him. When you build an intimate relationship with him, his heart touches yours and yours touches his. You see his, you see his vision, you see his purpose, and you don't mind play, praying it in the earthly realm because now you're partnering with God to get his will done in the earth as it is in heaven. Oftentimes we're trying to get our will done and we're trying to get God on board with what our will is. Are you listening to me? Talking to your intimate friend, your loving father, the one who has all power, all might, all wisdom is prayer. God's might is the mightiest thing that there is in the earthly realm. Prayer should be based on the word and offered to God in faith. In faith, listen to me, by the person that's in right relationship with God. My prayer should be offered to God in faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. To the person that is in right standing with God. You don't bluster up into his presence, barking orders and telling him what to do and shooting off deadlines. But when you're in right standing... He invites you to come boldly, hallelujah, to his throne, to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When do we need him? Now. I need him every day and every hour and every minute and every second and every nanosecond of every day. When I'm in broken relationship with God, it equates to broken effectiveness in my prayer life. When I'm in broken relationship with God, then my prayers become ineffective. Think about the people that ha- are in broken relationship with you, and then they bluster up to you asking for $50. You're like, you have stepped outside your mind. You haven't apologized. You have stepped outside your mind, right? Because now their request is ineffective. They don't even move your heart because they never came back and apologized. They never repented. Are you listening to me? Our prayers become ineffective when our relationship is broken with God. I read this scripture as I closed last week. I'll close here again today. I'll try to close here. James chapter 3 in the New Kings, James, James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse 3 in the New King James Version says, You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasure. A mismeaning improperly. You didn't even ask right. <laughs> you had the wrong motives. It was faulty. 
It was erroneous. It was unsuitable. It was inappropriate. It was out of place. It was unhealthy. It was harmful. You were only thinking about pleasure. You were wanting what was not yours, and you were driven by selfish ambitions. When you ask amiss, you can't expect nothing. Because when you ask amiss, it literally is a miss. Are you listening to me? Again, in the Passion Translations, James 4 and 3 says, And if you ask, you won't receive, you won't receive it, for you're asking with corrupt motives. This is where you got to be honest with yourself and honest with God, seeking only to fulfill your selfish desires. You're not trying to get God's will done in the earth as it is in heaven. You're trying to get your own will done in the earth. Are you listening to me? God doesn't do anything outside of his purpose. Listen to me. God doesn't do anything void of purpose. God just don't do stuff without a purpose. He is a good steward. So you've got to know the will of God. You've got to obey the will of God, and then he will fulfill. Are you listening to me? Your prayer should be purpose-driven. Purpose-driven prayer. Purpose-driven prayer. And listen, all the purpose don't have to be about you. Purpose-driven prayer is not always about you. Listen to me. Do you understand when you begin to pray for others, God puts the boomerang effect on that thing? And the same way that you pray for other people, that comes back for somebody praying for you? Many of us are born again and in our right mind because somebody prayed for us and had us on their mind. Are you listening to me? Prayer, I'm closing right here. Prayer that does not get results is an indication that something is wrong. We boldly say at DFC, every day I pray, every day God answers. That doesn't mean I'm barking orders and telling him what to do. I'm going to do my part, and he's going to do his part. But if you're not, and we have a long archive of answer prayer, a long archive of answer prayer. The day the prayer request came in, the day the prayer was answered. We thank God for that. That's why we boldly say every day I pray, every day God answers. But if you're not getting answers to your prayer, it's an indication that something is wrong. Have you ever seen your oil light come on or the the engine light on your vehicle come on? Nobody has. Have you ever seen somebody, and then they keep on driving? You know that oil light was on, and you keep on driving. You know that there's something wrong, but you keep postponing it. Then when that head gasket breaks, then here you are trying to put some oil. It's too late now. Come on. The fact that your prayers are not being answered or manifested is an indication that something is wrong. We're quick to say the devil is busy. But listen to, oh, we say things like, why is this happening to me? And I heard somebody with a straight face say the other day they were going through something. They said, what does God want from me? As if God was punishing them. What does God want from me? I almost got offended by that. Because now you're putting a problem on God. How many know there's no failure in God? If something is wrong, the indicator light is blinking on you. Though prayer should be a way of life, we learn that it's the most ignored piece of weaponry. Like the elite soldiers of the Roman army, they got lackadaisical. The helmet that was custom designed, the whole armor that was custom designed for their body, 
The whole armor, they had measurements and everything was custom designed. They had a custom made armor to fit them to the T. Now they start taking pieces of their armor off. And they said the armor was just too heavy. It wasn't that the armor was too heavy. It was that they had become weak. When we do not pray, when we do not pray the will of God, the word of God, and the promises of God, when we don't partner with God that his will will be done in the earthly realm as it is in the heavenly realm, our weaponry, our armor is beginning to erode. And what happens with people is when they pray and they don't get that answer, they're slow to pray the next time, and they're even slower to pray the next time, and they're even slower to pray the next time, and all they're doing is weakening under their armor. Are you listening to me? When you have the full armor on, the enemy doesn't know who's under the armor. That's why the scripture started off in Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We've got to be strong in him. We've got to be strong to bear up under the armor. We've got to be strong to be open enough and wise enough and honest enough to track back. Where did I miss it? Where have I missed God? If he told me to pay tithes and I'm not paying tithes, then I'm trying to get my prayers answered. I've missed God. Come on, there's no failure in God. Maybe God told you to go back and apologize. Maybe you didn't pray the word. Maybe you were praying amiss. You saw somebody else with it, so you wanted it. Are you listening to me? Everybody get married. I want to get married. Is that why you get married? Because everybody else wants you got to live with that person forever, forever. You better be sure that you're not praying amiss. And we've got to make sure, like I told on myself, I was expecting God to answer a prayer that I hadn't even prayed. Let's make sure that we're not having prayerless prayer. Having prayerless prayer and expecting God to do it. Just because we obsessed over it, just because we thought about it, does not make it prayer. Prayer is that solemn communication with God based upon the word of God, partnering with God to get his will done in the earth as it is in heaven. And every single solitary prayer that I pray doesn't have to be about me. We pray for people all over the world. Pray for people. Pray for people that don't look like you and don't act like you. Come on, we pray. We pray the will of God, and we pray for God's best in their lives. Even people that despitefully use and abuse you, I'm closing right here. Begin to pray for them. Pray for people that do you wrong. Don't pray, God, get them. (laughs) Pray that God will bless them, cause them to see the air of their way. Help them to walk in what you've called them to do. You begin to pray for them. Here's a newsflash. It's impossible not to love somebody that you pray for. Come on, today I've, I've took you a little bit further, a couple of steps further in the mystery of the missing prayer. Let us make sure that our prayer is not missing and make sure that our prayer isn't a miss. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram 
And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.